Dateline, 5th of January, 2014. Woohoo! Yay, Happy New Year, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 281, the first in the Australia Desk series for 2014. Boy, time does fly, Grant McHeron. Oh, it certainly does, mate, especially when you're having a summer holiday, which means for me, lots of work, because it is no holiday. It's when we uh, fly the most people is during December through February, and um, yeah, we're uh, pretty flat out and uh, had quite a bit of work to do, including a couple of balloons that needed some maintenance. So yeah, no rest for the wicked. Mind you, Christmas was pretty intense. I uh, started one gathering on uh, Boxing Day on Thursday and didn't get home till a Saturday, so that was pretty good. Now, Grant, you know, for, for some strange reason, not everybody who listens to this podcast listens to Plane Crazy Down Under. So just tell us about the, the little bit of news that we uh, you know updated people on recently. You're, you're finally getting married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's happening in February. Uh, yeah, it's really progressing this time. All of Kit's family's getting together for grandma's 90th. So we thought, what the heck, let's do it at the same time. And the next day we're going to tie the knot and actually get married. There you uh-huh. go. All about, about time too. <laughs> All right, let's get on with the aviation reports for uh, 2014. And even though this is the Australia Desk, Grant, let's start with a story across the Tasman there in New Zealand. And I see in a story list here, mate, it's something about mosquitoes. You know, you know, I guess they have mosquitoes in summer at, uh, just like we do here in Australia. Bloody annoying things. Oh, no, 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 no. Not those mosquitoes. This mosquito. Tell me more about that one. Oh, mate, just a second. I just need to recover from that. Yes, that's the uh, famous restored mosquito first flew September 2012. Uh, We reported on that quite a bit down here when it first flew. Uh, It made a lot of people go, ah, during the uh, New Zealand summer air show season and then was packed up and sent off to uh, its purchaser over in the USA. And meanwhile, the uh, Queen from the UK has released her New Year's Honours list. And on that, receiving the Queen's Service Medal was Glyn Powell from New Zealand the man responsible for much of the work in getting that mosquito restored. Yeah, that's a fantastic effort and a great honour, of course, so New Zealand being part of the Commonwealth, uh, still uh, people are still eligible for uh, such awards. And I really think he deserves that grant. After all, uh, as we were reading in an article recently that you pointed out to me, a lot of people, including the people at de Havilland themselves, had uh, grave doubts that uh, they could ever pull this project off. And uh, not only did he manage to uh, get the project going, but, uh, you know, with great success. Mate, he did it, done it good. Everyone at de Havilland said it wouldn't happen because because uh, it didn't have the tools, didn't have plans for the tools. It was it was a major effort, and uh, not to detract anything from uh, Warren Denham and the gang at Avspecs who did all the uh, engines and uh, putting it together and making it fly and so on, but uh, Glenn did all the work on uh, getting that fuselage and wings as new, up and running, ready to go. A fantastic effort and a beautiful aircraft, and I'll tell you what, Grant, uh, we could listen to the sounds of those aircraft flying by for you know probably the next two hours if we, we really wanted to, but let's move on. Now, while we're talking about New Zealand Grant and something a little bit more modern, a uh, press release came out from Boeing this morning talking about the 787-9 Dreamliner. And of course, uh, Grant, Air New Zealand is the launch customer for that particular variant of the 787. And it uh, looks like the first 787 testbed aircraft has uh, made its way down to uh, New Zealand and then coming across here to Australia. That's right, mate. It's actually Zulu Bravo 002, which I guess that makes it the second Dash 9 aircraft, uh, flew from Seattle's Boeing Field to Auckland, uh, departed 
January 3rd, 9.55am local and landed some 13 hours, 49 minutes later in Auckland. Yes, so uh, good to see it over there in Auckland and then coming across to uh, Alice Springs, which is uh, pretty much dead smack in the middle of Australia and uh, they're going to do some uh, hot weather testing. That's a pretty good place to go and test for hot weather. It's uh, rather warm there at the best of times, but right now in the middle of summer, I think they've probably picked a pretty good location for hot weather testing. Well, mate, given that uh, a lot of those areas have been uh, clocking over 50 degrees Celsius lately, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good space for uh, heat testing. Although word is that uh, just as the uh, Dash 9 is getting ready to come over here to Alice Springs, the heat wave is uh, tapering off and uh, word is it may be only about 48 degrees or 45 (laughs) degrees Celsius. So mm, yeah, okay, it'll be warm, but not cooking. Yeah, well, I don't know. You can have 48 degrees all to yourself. I I wouldn't know (laughs) what that is in in gallons in that prehistoric measurement system they use over there in the US, but uh, that sounds pretty hot to me. I've felt more uncomfortable in 25 degrees and 98% humidity than I have in the uh, middle of the desert, mate. Mm, I I think I would feel quite comfortable, Grant, as long as the air conditioning is working inside that Dreamliner. (laughs) Yeah, well, this would be a good test for it, mate. Okay, now we finished off last year by talking about the the sad uh, pending demise of a local regional carrier here on the east coast of Australia, Brindabella, and it looks like, uh, Grant, Knockwood News, we now read uh, some news here from uh, abc.net.au saying that uh, retrenchments have started, looks like 135 staff have lost their jobs. Yeah, mate, 135 out of about 140 are gone. Uh, They're keeping a few on just to uh, keep the aircraft and trim as they try to sell them off or uh, see what they can make restart with the airline. I think it's more selling off the assets and uh, servicing the aircraft, just doing bare minimum at the moment. Uh, Some good news for 14 of the 135 people is that we've had uh, Rex Airlines, uh, one of the major regionals here in Australia, has offered uh, jobs to 14 of the uh, Brenda Bella Airlines pilots. It'll be interesting to see, Grant, if Rex really sort of steps in there and tries to fill a gap uh, on some of the regional routes that Brenda Bella was operating on. Uh, I rather suspect that perhaps there's a little bit of duplication going on there already. But uh, I think, as you mentioned the last time, some of those routes were monopoly routes. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe that would be seen as an opportunity for Rex to uh, get in there. And it's interesting, Grant, looks like uh, the demise of this airline has shone a bit of uh, heat on some politicians and uh, looks like Warren Trust, the Transport Minister, Deputy Prime Minister, is now saying, oh, geez, we can't have this happen. Let's see what we can do to stop this happening. Might be a little bit too late, one thinks. It is a little too late, especially for Brenda Bella, but uh, if they can turn things around and make life a little better on the uh, compliance front and so on, uh, yeah, that's going to take years, but maybe it'll help prevent others going to the wall. We'll see. Warren Truss and the current coalition government are in the process of putting together the aviation inquiry and assessment and looking into primarily safety and so on. Uh, This could become part of the the, uh, inquiry. Okay, now I think speaking of things that people like to inquire about, Grant, let's inquire about the the never-ending Qantas crisis, or is it a Qantas crisis? Now, well, the chief of Air New Zealand is beginning to wonder, and in fact, uh, he's uh, been talking about this to journalists in the Australian.com.au. He certainly has been, and uh, he's accusing Qantas of creating a misconception that is about to go broke while making quote outrageous and offensive attempts to label Air New Zealand as a predatory state-owned airline seeking its destruction. This is that big old war of words between Qantas and Virgin because, of course, Air New Zealand is a uh, major shareholder of Virgin, uh, along with Singapore Airlines and and, uh, Etihad. So naturally, they're going to step in and say, oh, come on. But uh, it it really does look like Qantas have been uh, talking down and and inventing their own scenarios here. Uh, I mean, everyone knows that Qantas has got some problems, but uh, most people know that Qantas has been uh, chopping and changing their domestic routes across to Jetstar as quick as they can and making all sorts of changes inside. And I know it's 
Christmas. I know it's summer holidays. I know the government's on recess and all that. But I haven't heard a peep out of Qantas since last month. No, no not a word. There's been nothing in the last two or three weeks. And you'd think that if this was really serious, they would be continuing to put it in the, in the press. But there's been absolutely nothing, which really doesn't help them try and say that it's a real issue. Now, interesting, we're talking there about uh, Christopher Luxon, the uh, chief executive of Air New Zealand, and I, I see an interesting quote here. He's saying that we're a fully listed company that's not state controlled. We have a 100% independent board and we're legally obliged to act in the interest of all our shareholders. And he said the government of New Zealand has not and will not guarantee Air New Zealand's debt. That was a really good one there, mate. Has not and will not guarantee our debt. <laughs> Qantas, you're begging for the government to guarantee your debt. And then you're trying to say that Virgin's being propped up by these predators from overseas that are government controlled. It's really weird. War of words, mate. Mm. Oh, well, this always gives us lots of stuff to talk about here on the desk. Now, Grant, uh, just one more uh, quick story before we go. From the military world, the first Royal Australian Air Force C-27J Spartan has taken to the air for some flight testing. Fantastic, mate. A baby Hercules. That's the one, mate, looking at the photo right now. and You'd swear those outboard engines would be chopped off, but no, it's uh, it's a wonderful little looking aircraft, and I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing those flying down here with their... Uh, Interesting looking Australian colours. Yeah, absolutely. The first two of these aircraft are due to arrive in Australia, according to the Defence Materials Office, in 2015. So still a year away, but Alinea Air Mackey is doing lots of work on them, and I'm sure they're very happy to be producing a fleet of 12. And Grant, let's hope that you know they, they prove so successful that they buy another 12 after that. I think that'd be fantastic. That'd be awesome. That would uh, further increase our odds of being able to get a ride in one. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. You know, Grant, no, I better not start mentioning Hercules. I think people are getting bored of hearing about my Hercules ride every week. Didn't you make that New Year's resolution to stop rubbing everyone's nose in your various uh, C-130 and uh, MRTT rides? Uh, no, I don't remember making that resolution at all. Damn, I was hoping to get one that went past you. Shouldn't know, and you were sober. <laughs> there we go. I'm always sober. That's probably half my problem. Uh, it could very well be. We must fix that one day. Mm, anyway, okay, well, we're not even going to contemplate that. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And, <coughs> yeah, I'm Grant McCarran. <laughs> oh, New Year's. Woohoo! Yay. Cheers, folks. <laughs>